Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard and welcome to the One Giant Mind podcast, where we cultivate greater insight and artfulness to our ever-evolving humanity. I talk with everyday people dealing with everyday challenges using timeless wisdom and knowledge through the lens of a regular meditation practice. In this podcast, we explore the nuances of the ever-increasing demand to change and how we can meet our condition and transmute it so that we can reveal ever more deeply our true nature. Hey, Johnny. Steli. Good to be back. Good to have you back. I have a question regarding Agni, fire. From my experience with connecting, well, putting my attention on the sun and how it gives life to everything and illumines my mind from anything that is seeming to obstruct the present moment and any conditioned narratives that I have um, that inhibit me feeling completely with life Mm -hmm. and I've noticed as you know having some little deities in my house on my altar and as I ignite the fire everything seems to come to life and it feels like it gives life to the that presence in my room and it's significantly different when the fire's off and the fire's on. And when I put my attention on it, it's as if I'm reminded of the truth of who and what I really am. And have it, it's more like a feeling. I feel deeply... Um, yeah not connected to, but feeling like you're part of, part of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My question is, you know, why, what is it about fire that, that ignites that remembrance? And I know that first Shloka in the Vedas refers to adoring fire, Agni, and you know, what that does. So, yeah, and I know like, you know, fires without, like, it seems like in the Vedas it talks about digestion, is, is the, the good fire, good Agni, like, it's healthy. So, f- with fire, there's good health, wealth, and, you know, well-being. So, it seems like it's a pretty predominant thing that we should be putting our attention on if we want to be, you know, feeling healthy, wealthy, and <laughs> lively. Yeah. Um, so to create some context for the listeners who might not be um, across some of the Sanskrit words that you were using and perhaps the use of uh, the element of fire in uh, a, a ritual of some sort in order to utilize its natural power to illuminate your own personal power. Um, the term you used, Agni, Agni is the Sanskrit 
sound word that is expressive of the personality, the consciousness, the intelligence that is the element of fire. It is the, the personality that one can be in union with, communion with, in order to access the full power, the illuminating energy that is expressed through the element of fire. Agni. And uh, the element itself is expressed as tejas. And that is the sound expressive of the, the, the raw element, tejas. And in many traditions, not just the Vedic tradition, many ancient traditions that were dedicated to awakening the full potential of the human design, which is to be in deep unity with the intelligence of nature at the highest level, at the supreme level. They not only recognized and understood the power of fire, but were in a very deep and sacred relationship with it and were able to utilize it as if in alliance with it to elicit a variety of different physiological um, effects that would assist in an individual processing dense energy that could be a retardant on their journey of becoming free, open, and more deeply a part of the whole. Fire has many different uses, but ultimately what it is is the great metabolizer. It converts gross elements, gross energy, into subtle energy. And so when we are doing any kind of uh, ritual, puja, puja is another Sanskrit word, which means the blossoming of the heart, a ceremony that causes the blossoming of one's heart toward the divine. When one is performing a puja using agni, fire, one is utilizing a very powerful element, a consciousness that has the ability to transmute energy from low frequency to high frequency. And that's essentially what Agni does, is serves as a gateway from gross dimensions into higher spiritual dimensions. And in this dimension, fire appears as this kind of dancing, heat-filled light source that consumes the variety of different elements on the planet. And its body, in its gross form, as a flame, is a gateway, actually is a gateway. The flame is a window into these deeper spiritual dimensions. And if you were to stare into a flame long enough and have sufficiently de-excited attention, you can start peering into other worlds. It's all there. 
That sounds very esoteric and mystical. This is something that's been attested to for many thousands of years and is a big part of many esoteric traditions, practices, is to stare into a flame. And it's not to hold the mind steady. It's to behold the divine through the divine. A flame is evidence of such extraordinary intelligence in the universe right there and so um, fire is the one of the most powerful elements that we can utilize in a ritual setting to assist us in transmuting energy from lower frequency to higher frequency and if we do this in combination with mantra mantras are sounds of nature that have been cognized at a very deep level of reality as we've explored in other episodes in this series there are many layers from gross to subtle and they all have domains or dimensions of sound that are expressed through it and at the very fine level of reality there are sounds being expressed that we humans can mimic and we refer to them as mantras and when we intone these sounds into the fire with an intention of causing some kind of trans transition or transformation in our current state or the state of the world if we're doing the puja for the world generally when we do a puja we're doing it for ourselves and the world always we're including everything for the benefit of all what we're doing is we're maximizing um, our capacity to align with fire and cause use it as a as a remarkable mechanism of support and advancement and yeah you i would encourage you to to always have fire present in anything that you're doing that is adoring nature ritualizing your adoration for nature fire is always present now, having said that, it's important that we include the other elements because we only really get a full picture when we've included earth and water. And then in the sequence of it, there's fire and then air. And then after air is space. Space is the finest. Those five elements play a critical role in pretty much any ancient tradition that understand the nature of reality, when you are able to utilize the intelligence and the personality imbued in those elements and know how to invoke them by using sound that they are responsive to, you can coordinate all of the elements to work in unison to increase the, the, the frequency, the vibration that has an immediate effect on one's own personal consciousness state. And the result of that is much greater capacity to contain much greater complexity. Complexity consciousness 
coherent complexity of consciousness is a high state of consciousness. It means that you're able to include more accurately an understanding of all the different things that are existing and interacting, their relationships, and, and understand those relationships and participate speaking the language of those relationships. And then you're in alignment. You're in harmony with. And that yields a far more fulfilling experience of life. Did I answer your question? Yeah, was there a question? I wasn't really even sure. I had the, but yes, it was exactly what I was intending to ask. Oh, yeah, you did. You did ask a question. You said, you said everything lights up. Why is that? Oh, yeah, that's right. It gives life to. Yeah. And what's the, like, the, because the, the source of creation is, it, is, it, is, is light? Is it, is, so, so fire becomes the gateway, literally, like a, a gateway in which a higher spiritual frequency can pervade this gross reality, this dense reality. Fire becomes the, the gateway. That enables frequency that otherwise doesn't it doesn't easily exist in this dense reality. True power of a human is their capacity to draw in these higher frequencies into these lower dense realities and elevate the whole thing, cause elevation. And this is something that is of the greatest need now on the planet. It is these lower frequencies that make us susceptible to behaving in particular ways that can generate momentum in this destruction cycle. We only want the destruction cycle to go to the extent that it needs to before we can move back into creation. And in order to assist nature to move us back into that creative cycle again, we need to bring these higher frequencies to the, to the planet or to this reality dimension utilizing all of the elements you can use them individually we can use them in unison that is the most potent way with mantra with those sacred sounds you bring these frequencies in and you can flood reality and it has an extraordinary effect this is the new level of activism that's required on the planet now as far as I'm concerned, this is the thing that's going to have the biggest impact. It's important that we try and save the trees and the environment and the, you know, all of the things that we are degradating on a, on a gross level. But that can't be our primary point of call. The primary point of call needs, needs to be the, the essence of reality. We need to recognize that the reason why we're in such a precarious state on the planet is because of our ignorance that what reality is is essentially a field of intelligence sourced from a supreme point of consciousness that we are an emergent phenomenon out of. We belong to it. We are a part of it. And it's our ignorance of who and what we are that is creating the problems on the planet. What we require is nothing less than a spiritual revolution. And what that looks like is as many individuals as possible 
cultivating this higher spiritual frequency in their heart. Love, care, benevolence, dedication to bridging the divide between what appears to be irreconcilable vibrations, frequencies, and allowing our nervous systems through compassion to be the bridge to reconcile these frequencies. That's what we do in our higher state. And ritualizing that, doing pujas, ceremonies, that, that amplifies it a thousandfold. In the not-too-distant future, I'll be rolling out a bunch of really beautiful programs that will be available to everybody to participate, to learn this stuff and to participate collectively all around the world, performing really elegant ceremonies that have immensely powerful effects on reality. Yep. To help us vibrate higher. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Great. Thank you for taking some time to listen to the One Giant Mind podcast, and I hope you're getting a lot out of it. If you're somebody that hasn't yet got a regular meditation practice, One Giant Mind offers a couple of ways in which you can make that happen right now. You can go to onegiantmind.com and have a look at our teacher directory. We've got hundreds of teachers around the world teaching the One Giant Mind being technique, both in person and online. And if for whatever reason you're unable to get to one of those courses, you could download our free learn to meditate app it's called one giant mind it's got a 12-step course that'll get you started and if you're already a regular meditator and feel deeply called to bring this beautiful practice into the world we strongly encourage you to check out our one giant mind teacher training academy we train passionate meditators to become powerful leaders in their community equipped with tools to empower others to know themselves very intimately we teach a powerful process of how to run a meditation course and facilitate the building and growing of a community and we would love to welcome you into our global family of teachers a special thanks to our show producer daniel tucker aka spiritual tradie our music composer the one and only ali liberman and all of the one giant mind team